Warning, the following podcast contains adult language and childish comedy. Listener discretion is advised. And now, please adjust your headphone volume to an unreasonable level and enjoy the most dynamic and electrifyingly entertaining podcast ever to conquer cyberspace. Hello, friends, and welcome to the most powerful podcast ever created, the amazing pop culture podcast starring Dags and Rez. And today, get ready, back from assignment, Mike Rez. What's up, Dags? I've been on What's assignment on? a lot lately. Yeah. My God. Why are you so busy? Because uh, I'm a busy dude. All right. Tell us what you got going on. Oh, man. We got uh, Nitrowave stuff. We got uh, the cribbage board stuff. Uh, we have a release party tonight that. I'm helping co-host or night audit. It's just been crazy. Got radio station stuff for WFNU. I mean. Wow. Tell us a little bit about uh, the show you got going on tonight. Uh, well, night audit is releasing his new, well, he released his new album on October 1st, yesterday, Friday. And uh, it's High Score is the name of the album. And he we, he is having a CD release or album release party. I keep saying CD release, but it's. It's all right. It's album release. He's actually music. Got it's in CDs, many, vinyl. He's got it. It's all in many formats. Yes, it's multi-formatted music. Right, and it's out on digital right now on Spotify, Bandcamp, um, anywhere else you want to get your music. Um, and so he's having a party. North Innsbruck will be doing a special guest performance. Bionic Jones is DJing tonight, and uh, Eric from the Paradise Arcade and myself will be there co-hosting the night and it's going to be at white squirrel in st paul which is going to be just we're going to call it an intimate night we could almost call it a night with night audit if you an will. evening with night audit a night Something. with night audit yes we're going to get cozy is it k-n-i-g-h-t night or is it N- no night, night. darkness N-I. yes right after twilight before dawn evening after dusk dusk Powerful. Speaking of dusk, tusks, today's powerful episode. Welcome, friends. Welcome back, old G's. Welcome, new listeners. Today we have a powerful, frightening episode. Powerfully frightening. We're going to be talking about man eaters and powerful, disturbing animal attacks. It's crazy researching this topic. Didn't realize how many people have died at the hands of animals because they're stupid. I didn't read the research. You know what I did? Did you watch the research? You know what I did? What'd you do? I just went to various zoos and just climbed the fences. Did you? Yes. That's the way to do it. Yes. Hands-on research. Look at you. How? Look at me. Look how powerful I am. Look at my powerful retro t-shirt. I see that. Gobble yes. Gobble. It's not retro. It's actually from the day. It's brand new retro. Yes. It's brand new retro. Powerful. Yeah. I actually climbed fences, swam through moats. Went through minefields to... Minefields at the zoo? Yes. Well, it's New Zoo. It's the okay. New oh, Zoo. Oh, the New Zoo. Okay. Yes. Okay. In Apple Valley, Minnesota. <laughs> the old are zoo you, or the Are you old zoo? enough to remember it? Oh, yeah. called the New Zoo. I lived by the old zoo. You did? <laughs> I do now. Yes. Yeah. I remember old zoo and new zoo. That's the way we grew up. When your parents would say, we're going to the zoo. First question out of your mouth. 
new zoo or old zoo. Yes. We are from the great state of Minnesota, and there's two powerful zoos in St. Paul, the Twin Cities. Mm -hmm. They're identical twins. I can't tell them apart. There is Como Zoo. Yes, that's old zoo. Yes. And in Apple Valley, Minnesota, over the river. Through the woods. There's only one river, the great Mississippi. How do you spell that? I don't know. There's a lot of S's and I's and PPI's. Oh, watch your mouth. Yes. That is called the New Zoo. Mm-hmm. Or what is it? The Minnesota Zoo. Is the that Minnesota the real Zoo. Name? That's the real name. Yeah, that's the New Zoo. That uh, was less, less depressing when that one opened up. Como was very depressing back in the day. Well, actually, there should be no zoos. Animals should have free reign. We should not cage them or trap them. Should we start now? Should we let the tigers yes. go and just see what happens? Yes, let the dogs out. Everything. Survival of the fittest. It's powerful. I love zoos. I love animals. We're going to be talking about powerfully disturbing animal attacks. They were very disturbing. A couple of them I heard of. One of them, well, two of them people know about. Yeah, you know, you know what got me on this topic, too, is a powerful, <laughs> powerful <laughs> story. But before we get to that story, we're going to pick song of the day. Mike Rez, <laughs> off the top of your head, what song would you pick uh... if you're talking about disturbing animal attacks. Well, I think we there's only one we can go with. And that's a Hall and Oates classic, Man Eater. Whoa. Whoa, here she comes. See what I did there? Yeah, watch out, boy. She'll chew you up. Yes. She's a man eater. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Mike or DJ Rez, have you ever yep. dated a man eater? Dated is such a strong word. No, I have not dated a man eater. Have you made love to a man eater? I can't tell you that. It's a different. Don't tell me. Just tell the fans. The amazing friends. I may or may not have. What do you know about Man Eater? That song. Uh, that it was a uh, very popular song. It's so. Would you call that? Would you say that Paul and Oates has hit songs, or they have a collection of music? What do you mean by catalog? Because you refer to like, like there's some people that are one hit wonders, but they don't. I wouldn't consider them having a catalog of music like. Oh, a deep catalog yeah, is what you're saying. Like uh, All and Oates has a deep catalog of Kind of like the pitching on the twins. It's very deep. Right, exactly. Same thing. That's a that's a joke, guys, because we have no pro sports in Minnesota. <laughs> so but yeah, and like Hall and Oates, I mean, you could name any of their albums. There's two or three really good hits off of each one. Yes. Man Eater's one of them. Yes. I remember being a kid and being kind of afraid of this song. I mean, that's how young I was when this song came out. Because I was like literally thinking a literal man eater. Yes. I had no, I didn't know what the phrase meant when I was a kid. That's what we're going to be talking about. Literal, 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 littorial. How do you say that word? Yeah, I think you had it right. Littorial. Littorial. Littorial Jackson was my favorite Jackson. Oh. Yes. (laughs) The Jackson (laughs) 6. Maneater. It's off their 11th studio album. Jesus. H2O. And it reached number one. Hot 100. It remained on there for four weeks. December 18th, 1982. All in Oats, everybody. All Man Oats, Eater. Song Man of the Eater. Day. Now, you know what got me? You know what got me into this topic? No. It is a story, a story I saw. Here we go from the BBC. You know what BBC stands for? Yeah, there's a certain website. Why are you so dirty? Why would you think that? No, it's oh. the British Broadcasting Corporation. Oh, then I have no idea what that means. All right. then. <laughs> from the BBC News, Shakira, singer attacked by a pair of wild boars. What? Are they going after her hips, or do you, were they going after her? Yeah, they don't lie. 
Pop stars, <laughs> pop superstar Shakira says she was the victim of a random attack by a pair of wild boars while walking in a park in Barcelona with her eight-year-old son. What? <laughs> the Colombian singer said the uh, the animals attacked her before seizing her bag and retreating into the woods. Oh. She she shared her bizarre tale in a series of Instagram stories on Wednesday. Holding the now-recovered but torn bag towards the camera, she said, Look, look at how two wild boars attacked me in the park and they left with my bag. <laughs> they were... They were taking my bag into the woods with my mobile phone in it, the singer continued. They destroyed everything. She then turned to her son, whose father is Barcelona footballer, Gerald, is it PK? How do you pronounce Peak? PQ? P-I-Q-U, one of those cool accent marks, E, and said, Milan, tell the truth. Say how your mummy stood up to the wild boar. It'd be funny if the kid responded with, well, do you want me to tell the truth or do you want me to tell people yes. that you stood up to the boar? Shakira is the latest victim of the increasingly aggressive hogs which have invaded the capital in recent years. What? It says here, in 2016, Spanish police received 1,187 phone calls about wild hogs attacking dogs, plundering cat feeders, holding up traffic, and running into cars in the city. They're just wild boars in the middle of a city. Wild boars. Seems odd. So it's ironic because the Spanish are the ones that brought the pigs over here, and now they're taking over here. Yeah. But they had them for centuries there, but now they're all of a sudden taking over too. Yeah, they're fighting back. It just seems odd that they'd be in the middle of like a city center, but apparently they're just hanging out in the parks and dealing celebrities' bags. Well, in the great state of Minnesota here, Minnesota, we have turkeys taking over. Turkeys are crazy here. What's it? When did the turkey start taking over? About ten years ago. I know. Yeah, no, my daughter's got uh, a flock of wild turkeys uh, by her place right now, and and they're close to the the University of Minnesota. Ooh, so maybe it's an experiment. It that could escaped. be. Yeah. I uh, have you ever seen a wild boar in the wild, like a real wild boar? I have not. Me either. I was in uh, Arkansas like three years ago. Oh, Razorback. Yeah, they uh, where we were staying, it was like 800 acres, and they said, "Well, there's you probably won't see a wild boar, but there are wild boar in the area. There always are, are. You just can't do anything about it." But in Texas, you can actually go on hunting trips and excursions, excursions, and you can shoot boar from a helicopter. Yes, I've seen powerful videos of yeah, that. Yeah, that's crazy. Yes, isn't so- that unfair to the boar? Oh, to be shooting from above? Yeah. What it's, would you, you wouldn't want just a, a spear? Mano y mano, yeah. I would, exactly. Mano y pigo. How do you say you that do, in Spanish? How do you say pig? I, uh, I, you yeah, should know. I, El I know. pigo. Yes. But yeah, you should definitely give the pig a chance. It's it's not fair. It's like you, you've yes. got a 50 caliber from 100 feet up in the air. That's All not, I'm saying is give pigs a chance. That's not brave. That's just... I have more money than the pig. <laughs> you should give the pig at least like a, a a vest or something if you're gonna do that. But otherwise, go from the ground. Like a corduroy a vest or what? Oh yeah, anything right. stylish. There's a funny video speaking of Minnesota sports of uh, Jared Allen, the ex Minnesota Viking, elk hunting with spears, and he's in a tree waiting for Brittany? an elk. Yep, waiting for an elk to come by. 
She's free now, by the way. I heard that. Yeah. Yes. We, we freed her. We, yes. we, as in the internet. We're doing a lot of banter right now. We are. It's called yes. waffling in yes. England. So anyway, so they, uh, Jared Allen's in a tree and this is, you can find this on YouTube and he's hunting elk with a spear and he, he's got like a six foot spear or something and he throws it right through the elk and the elk takes off and then they chose him tracking it and finding the elk down and dead. But he was, it was just like preseason. So this was before the start of, I can't remember his last year or his last two years here, but yeah, that, that video exists. It's crazy. It's very primal. It is. But Jared Allen's that way. If you went hunting, what animal would you hunt, Mike or DJ Rez? Um, what animal would I hunt or what animal have I hunted? Wow, look at you. Yes. Big big game hunter. Yeah. The huge game hunter of wild hair. I've rabbit hunted before. That's about it. And what did you use? What was your weapon of choice? A stick? Um, well, kind of. It was a Ruger twenty two long rifle. Wow. Ruger twenty two. Ten twenty two. Could be. Yes. I don't know. It, Trust me, I'm a weapons man. I'm a master of everything. Oh, sweet. Yes. Didn't have a bayonet on the front, No. That would be cool, though. No, fix be your like bayonets. A, a small bayonet. Fix bayonets because most of them are broken, yes. I would, you know how I hunt most hair? How? Boomerang. Really? Yes. Just like the... That's a nod to my friends. In, indigenous in, tribes. Did I? Australia. Your, We're getting more Aussies listeners. Did you know that? I didn't know that. I'm glad we have them, though. Yes. It's becoming summer there. Yes. Because they have opposite. We're getting more UK. We're getting more Australian. We're oh. getting more everywhere. Good day, mate. Yes. That's for our Australian yes. friends. And I want to go there, too. For everybody in I want to go to England. Yes. I want to go to Australia. I hope they're enjoying our podcast while they're sitting in their flats. The flats in England. Yes. Yes. It's important. Powerful. Yes, today, friends. With our, our chat, in, in Great Britain they call chat shows, chat our shows. witty banter, we're talking about evil animal attacks. Evil. Now, Mike Rez, you want? let's get into the top 10 disturbing animal attacks in recent history. Good. This is a, a list from wonderlist.com. Do we want to go back and forth? Do you want, you want me to take number 10 and then you do number 9, that let's type do of deal? Number 10. Charla Nash. This is a, uh, I remember this story uh, when it happened because um, this was covered a lot when it, when it did happen. This is the uh, story of Charla Nash who was attacked by a pet, pet in quotes, chimpanzee. It was a 200-pound uh, chimpanzee by the name of Travis. And uh, Charla was at her friend's house, her, her boss, who was her friend. Uh, it was her boss's chimpanzee. And uh, Charla went into the enclosure to hang out with Travis. I don't know why you would do that to begin with. And Travis attacked, ended up pretty much ripping her face off and eating part of it, which is gross and disgusting to think about. Charla lived, and she was the first recipient of the first ever face transplant because of this attack. Um, now, Travis was end up, uh, did end up being killed. Uh, he may or may not have had Lyme disease, which made him extra aggressive. Um, and before this incident, he had some aggressive tendencies. He was showing aggressive tendencies. Yet her friend was just like, go say, tra- go say hi to Travis. Let me open the door for you. Have you seen a chimp hairless before? No. It's amazing. Is it Check disturbing? It out. Well, they have so much muscle on them. 
Really? So, so when people think of chimpanzees, they those are the little babies they have. Right. You know, in videos, and they're not full grown. Right. Almost 200 pounds 200 of muscle. Pound. Yeah. And this, uh, so this is a picture of Travis. Yes. He, he looks like that crazy chimp from Planet of the Apes, the new ones. Chimps are powerful. Oh, yeah, definitely. And they murder for fun. Yeah. And uh, this one ate part of a, a woman's face and her hands, by the way. Yeah, they're highly intelligent. Yeah. And then when they want to take over. Yeah. The 911 nice. call was frightening. Yeah. Oh, there was just screaming, he's eating her. Yeah, that's gross. And I saw a video, and I can't remember if it's the same attack. Because there was other uh, other attack, but they show the squad car and this chimp just runs up and slams into the dash, you know, the oh, windshield the and yeah. shatters it. Wonder if that is the same one. It's amazing how powerful they are. Two hundred pound chimpanzee is probably the most powerful thing you could run into on land. Yeah. Well, so I I saw an article where they were talking about the strength of a strong man, like a strong man on an arm wrestling machine set up with a pulley could do about a hundred pounds. Jeez. Which is a lot. Yeah. A chimp, 1,000 pounds. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. They're incredibly strong. Their muscle insertions, their tendons, ligaments, they're so much stronger than a person. Jesus. Yeah. You'd have no chance. Who would win in a fight, a chimpanzee or a silverback gorilla? Wow, that's a good one. Because I think I heard a story recently where chimpanzees attacked a pot of gorillas. Yes. And won. See, chimpanzees are way more vicious. Yeah, they and like they're uh, to tear. And um, apes are herbivores. I mean, they just, they hang out. They're the most chill things. Right. They just sit there and eat bamboo shoots and just hang out. And chimps are hunting down monkeys in the trees. Yeah, I mean, you've heard their calls when they get all excited. Oh yeah, yeah, they're insane. I wonder who would win between a family of chimps and a family of baboons. They don't want to mess with baboons either. Chimps. I think so. Yes. Chimps all all around here, they're like they're highly intelligent. They hunt in packs. They're amazing. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, bab- baboons could they yes. tear and, yes. and bite too. Yeah. They got those chimpanzees are way more powerful. Teeth. They're not two hundred pounds. I bet they get taller than chimpanzees though. I'm gonna say no. Okay. Yes. But yeah, that that was a it was a horrible story too, because you shouldn't have chimpanzees as pets. Oh. Yeah. No, that's like having another human as a pet, basically. And then, I don't know if it was this story, but I heard that they had that pet on on depression medicine, too, which is ridiculously mm. stupid. So I you're going to diagnose this primate and give it mind-altering drugs. So you're going to put a, an animal who's used, you know, like usually out yes. in the wild. Hundreds of miles there, right. you know, the range. And then they put them in a cage, and yes. yeah, they're going to be depressed a little bit. Yes, exactly. Yes. <laughs> and then the poor thing... They have to kill it, it, attack someone. That's the worst part of these animal attacks. You have this thing caged up, and then it attacks someone, and you kill it. Right. My God. All right, let's go to number nine, Timothy Treadwell. Are you familiar with the story, Mike? I am, yes. I actually seen parts of this documentary, but go ahead. Yes, this is the grizzly man story. (laughs) The remains of Timothy Treadwell and his girlfriend, Amy, were found in the, is it Katmai? Katmai, Katmai National Kat, Park in Alaska, Katmai, yeah, in October 2003, as a result of the animal attacks. Treadwell, as we know, as you know, is the grizzly man. He was an eco warrior. He was also known for his unusual desire to live among them in the wild. Weirdo. Yeah. 
So if, if anyone saw the video, he's a very strange young man. He is, and people are telling him all the time, don't do what you're doing, but it, it didn't matter. So he was hanging out in Alaska. The way this set up was there was an air taxi pilot who was scheduled to pick him up that day. He was hanging out there, and there, mm-hmm. and him and his girlfriend, and this pilot was going to pick him up, and he arrived at the campsite and found it to be empty. There was no one there, so he's like, what's going on? And then he noticed there was a bear just hanging out. And then he contacted the park rangers, the pilot. So they suspected the worst, and they were forced to shoot the bear they saw. The rangers found remains of Treadwell and the girlfriend torn apart and partially consumed by the bear. Yeah, it's just all around. I remember there. So there's video of when the air taxi was coming around because they were shooting a documentary. So yes, a lot of this was being filmed for that purpose. And uh, as the the helicopter or the plane's coming around and you see the campsite. The campsite's just ransacked. I mean, it looks like somebody just tore everything apart. Tents torn up. I mean, there's shit everywhere. And then there's actually video footage because they left a camera rolling as the attack happened. They didn't know the attack was going to happen, but they were filming something else and then the bear attacked. And you can actually hear the bear grunting and growling and I think chasing down the girlfriend or something or eating her or eating him or whatever. But you, all you hear are moans and screams and it's just, it's crazy. Yeah. And he didn't carry bear spray or any weapons with him? No. Because he felt like he was one with these animals? Right. And like you said, the the audio, they said the audio was so bad they didn't want to include it in the movie. Right. Yeah. And they, uh, there's actually footage of him at some point where there's a bear behind him, and they think that's the bear that attacked. The bear just was hanging out for a couple of days. So, And I'm sure there's probably some kind of story behind it where the bear was just looking for food and hey he's got two delectable morsels that are just kind of hanging out yes what else would you do exactly number eight this is the story of uh orca attack the orca this was in uh uh, orlando florida of course this is sea world uh and this happened in february of 2010 and they call it a rare case among animals attacking humans but it's a it's an animal in captivity oh what could go wrong uh but this uh attack happened in SeaWorld in front of spectators it was, was during one of the shows um and according to witnesses the 40 year old uh trainer don branchow is what we're gonna go with uh was performing as normal and doing their routine in the pool uh when something went wrong and eyewitnesses say um that the whale uh, 12 thousand pounds 12,000 pound uh killer whale uh orca he he attacked uh his trainer don branchow um and not only that but uh dragged her underwater and drowned her uh the um what do you call the autopsy uh said that she had a broken jaw fractured vertebrae dislocated knee and elbow uh and then after she was pulled into the water and drowned they also uh, found uh, that part of her arm was, was severed and part of her scalp was forcibly torn off. So this orca just went nuts uh, on her and decided that he was just going to make sure she was dead. Um, Once again, these animals are massive animals right. that live in pods. Mm-hmm. They're not solitary creatures. Right. So you take this giant 12,000-pound whale and put it in a small little tiny little pool. I mean, if you think the how far they can swim and how far they do swim. 
This right. it's like sitting in your bathtub the rest of your life. Yeah, and these are so killer whales. I mean, they they're called killer whales for a reason. Well, actually, they changed the name. Now they don't call them killer <laughs> whales; they orca. call them orcas. Yes. Yeah, but I mean, in the wild, they are the most aggressive form of animal. One of the most aggressive forms of animal in the highly ocean. intelligent hunting too. Right, and they they're basically just overgrown aggressive dolphins. They are dolphins, they are. and dolphins are actually can be quite aggressive too. Yeah. He said they um, we had to separate uh, the whale. They had to coax it into a smaller pool, which I'm sure made it even happier. Um, and then they had to dispatch it. Yeah, with so, all due respect to Don, I mean, that was a horrible story. But, yeah, these, these creatures shouldn't be penned up. No, no. I think it's it's like the uh, only time that I'm like really, I, that I agree with these animal activists. Well, that it, it, free you know, these animals. Yeah, with the animal activists, it's, it's, it's just a sad story because you know that whale probably loved her. And she loved the whale, but it's just, you know, when you have that massive of an animal and they're so strong right. and like, you don't know what the, what this animal had in mind. Was it plain? Was it plain rough? Right. They're so powerful. It's 12,000 pounds. Yeah. Did Don do something that made the animal go, what the fuck? But it's not yeah, even her. I mean, did the crowd, someone in the crowd set it off? Yeah. I mean, and it, it it's be. like a cat. If you ever play around with a cat and it fake bites you, you know, right. That weighs 10 pounds. I mean, this thing weighs 12,000 pounds. Right. It probably didn't even, I mean, if it wanted to, it could bite her in half and with no problem. So we don't know what happened, you know? Right. So yeah, it's a sad story for Dawn and a sad story for the whale. Number seven, Olga Moskolova. So in August of 2011, uh, 19-year-old Olga and her stepfather Igor uh, were killed in one of the most horrifying animal attacks uh, in the remote area of East Siberia. Uh, The pair were fishing by a river uh, when it was attacked. They actually went to return to the spot because they left a fishing rod behind, um, and that's when they were attacked by a bear. It first overpowered uh, Igor, the stepfather, uh, breaking his neck and then crushing his skull. Uh, and then Olga tried to escape and outrun the bear, uh, but was unable to. She managed to call her mom, Dags, uh, on her mobile phone. I know, it's horrible. While the attack was taking place, and during the phone call, Olga was screaming, calling out for her mom. I'm not going to say what they've got here, what she actually said. It's just heartbreaking. Uh, her mother initially thought that it was a joke, uh, but realized that it was truthful at what was happening when she heard sounds of the bear growling and chewing in the background. Uh, the bear summoned her three cubs who began devouring Olga while she was still alive. I know. It's horrible. God. Her mother called the police and begged them to rush to the scene, but it was already too late. They found the badly mauled bodies. Um, of Olga and her stepfather, Igor. Uh, and it was suggested that the increase in bear attacks on humans in that region were due to humans encroaching on their habitats. Just, God, can you imagine? I mean, I don't even know how that would sound like, let alone feel being killed while alive. Yeah. Eaten, eaten alive. The certain way is certain animals attack, because usually like big cats, the good thing is they usually grab you and break your neck crush your windpipe you're dead right away right yeah that's so like bears lions and tigers do that bears wolves they, they, they play just with take you. chunks out of you yeah yeah i mean that's that's got to be the worst right i think the most uh truthful animal attack is that bear attack on leonardo dicaprio and the Re- reverend yes re- yes that's, that's, hor- that's yeah. a that was hard to watch yeah. you know it was fake and it was a movie but it just seems so freaking real well, it's a true story though right did you know that's a true yeah. story yeah yeah but i mean even like the bear the you know, cgi like, you mean yeah it yeah. just looked like he was really getting yes. killed by a bear yeah and then i remember 
when he shot her first and then the bear took off and I like don't do it right yeah and then oh because that bear got pissed off oh yeah yep. and, and bears are massive creatures too yeah I mean it takes a lot of firepower to knock them down right why don't you take number six yeah number six is um Steve Irwin we all know the famous crocodile hunter but the irony here he wasn't killed by a crocodile oh he was killed by a stingray he was out swimming and got stuck in the heart by the stingray. Mm-hmm. And if he would have left it in, they think he would have lived. That's crazy. But his, your reaction is to pull out the barb. You know, you have something yep. stuck in you. And they, it's got a serrated edge on it, so it's basically just like a knife. Yeah. And so, unfortunately, he bled out before he could be treated. You know, they thought it was just like a punctured lung. It was heart, actually right? his heart. Yeah. That's crazy. And they did... Uh, what they destroyed the, the video of it, uh, right away, so it couldn't leak out anywhere. So if you've ever seen footage of this happening, that's fake footage because it doesn't exist, unless yes. somebody from the Queensland yeah. Police Department. I mean, that was so ironic that he's always with crocodiles, and he gets killed by a stingray. Right, that's nuts. You know, speaking of crocodiles, there's actually a video that's been going around Twitter. I think started yesterday. I think it's here from here in the United States. It's a, a crocodile eating an alligator. And you're thinking, okay, well, that's, that looks like a big croc, but it's eating an alligator, so that's got to be a small alligator. Well, it's a six-foot alligator that this crocodile is eating, and it makes it look like a two-foot animal. And where is this at? It's on Twitter. It's been, make, it's been going viral on Twitter the last day or two. Um, but I think it's uh, from Florida or somewhere down wow, south. Wow, I didn't see that. I did see the one where the guy... Coaxes an alligator into a big garbage can. Did you see that? I didn't see that one, no. Yeah. Why would you do that? I don't know what they, there was this <laughs> alligator and they took like, you know, those big uh, plastic, you know, the trash cans, the bigger ones, like the recycling. Yep. And it's kind of genius because he keeps backing it up and then the lid falls down and then the alligator snaps at the lid and they just push him right in there. That's crazy. Yeah. Worked out pretty cool. That's funny. That's one of those don't try this at home. We're going to try that. Yep. It'll be on the, on our, the most amazing pop culture podcast YouTube channel soon. <laughs> so number five is Carlos Sousa. On Christmas Day in 2007, a four-year-old tiger named Tatiana escaped her open-air enclosure and attacked three visitors shortly before closing time. The victims were all young men from San Jose. It listed 17-year-old Carlos Sousa and his two brothers and two other gentlemen. When the tiger leaped over the fence and pounced on Sousa, the brothers ran to a nearby cafe. Employees in the cafe called emergency services amid panic and confusion and security locked down the zoo to keep the Tatiana from escaping. When paramedics arrived, Carlos Sousa's body was found by the enclosure with a fatal cut to the jugular vein. That's what we were talking about. Yep. So hopefully he died right away. The investigation later found... Many blunt force injuries to the head, neck, and chest, skull, and spinal fractures from the attack. Tatiana was still clinging to one of the other injured victims near the cafe. She was drawn away by police and shot and killed. It was noted by several bystanders and evidence found at the scene that the animal may have been provoked and assisted her in escape by the victims. Dumbasses. Wow. See, that's kind of like what you did to research this episode and jumping into the enclosure and then... Yeah, but we just played He's cards. Like, oh, yeah, there well, that's no totally provo- different. Yeah, there was no provoking. You're like, you suck at cards. Yes. Tatiana. No. Terrible. Stop cheating. Number four. 
Number four, Bill Scott. He was killed in one of the most disturbing animal attacks uh, by a four and a half meter long saltwater crocodile. See, here we go with some crocodiles in the Northern Territory of Australia in June of 2014. The family was on a fishing trip uh, where they were moored in a calm billabong on their boat. According to witnesses, Scott was pulled from the boat and dragged under the surface. So pulled right out of the boat. Family members tried calling out, but minutes later, his body floated to the surface. His wife, Rosalind, described the attack as this thing just came up from behind the motor and grabbed him. Crocodile attacks had long been an issue in the remote and impoverished areas along the Nile in Zimbabwe, but tourists and locals had become too complacent in Australian waters. Earlier in the year, a female backpacker that was also killed by a crocodile uh, while swimming in a billabong the attacks brought out uh, greater community awareness of the dangers of crocodiles. And uh, in the region that can be bigger and heavier than fishing uh, dinghies and is often difficult to see them. Yeah, that's creepy. Yeah. You're just sitting in your boat and being dragged from behind. Number three, on August 5th, 2011, a party of British schoolboys out on an adventure on holiday in Norway were attacked by a polar bear. Earlier in the week, the group had come across a group of footprints they believe that were the bears they took photographs but you know didn't do anything further than that despite a makeshift tripwire they set up at the camp 17 year old Rachel Chappelle was dragged from his tent and mauled to death by the polar bear in one of the craziest animal attacks ever according to witnesses he fought aggressively but was overpowered one witness stated that he saw the bear rear up and slam itself down on Horatio four other people were injured by the bear before it was shot dead with a rifle. An inquest found that the defenses at the camp weren't up to scratch and camp leaders didn't have sufficient training in using the firearm. The bear was found to be in poor health and on the verge of starvation, which probably contributed to its aggression. Number two, a Swedish zookeeper who was not identified by name was attacked by a pack of eight wolves she had raised since they were pups. The female worker uh, at the... Martin Zoo uh, and colleagues reported that she always followed standard safety zoo procedures. On the 17th of June in 2012, she entered the enclosure and notified the staff uh, that she was going in there as per protocol. When staff attempted to contact her by radio a short time later, she failed to answer and they went to check on her. She was the victim of one of the most disturbing animal attacks. Sadly, they found her remains in the enclosure surrounded by the pack of wolves. Emergency workers had trouble gaining access, and local papers reported that staff had forced, were forced to sedate the wolves to remove her body. Reports show no obvious reason for the attacks, and in the wild, they generally fear and avoid people. However, wolves are sophisticated predators who are more likely to launch an unprovoked attack when habituated, so when they're in captivity. Yes. Wolves are, I mean, the, the irony is the dog man's best friend is basically descended from wolves yep but together in a pack i mean i mean it's what they do it's how they hunt right and you can see it's evan if you ever go to a, a dog park i mean dogs are domesticated and pretty calm but if you go to a dog park they all they, they pack, they pack up. up they pack they up. do yeah and there's always an alpha and they just you know they're hanging out and having fun but yeah i mean it's like the most primal thing you can see in a another dog. thing about dogs is what people do problem is they have them on leashes and they come up like two strange dogs come up and they pull on the leashes and that just encourages more right. aggression yeah 
Like actually, you know, dogs like to smell each other. You know, you, there's leash laws, but if those two same dogs were rearing up at each other, if you would have let them go, they would just usually sniff each other and be fine. Right. But they, they you know, they, most people pull back on them and they want to yeah. fight. They want to do a sniff yeah. butts. Come on. So number one, I don't even really want to talk about. I just brief. It's Shauna Hare. It's a two-year-old child that was killed by the parent's pet python. And it's just, the 911 calls horrible. But basically, the, if there's any good out of it, the parents were charged with manslaughter. As they should be. Yes, because they, they, wildlife authorities found out the snake was not properly secured and not registered by state law. Right. Yeah, if you're going to have a snake, have a corn snake. Something tiny. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a big fan of snakes, but whatever. But if you're going to have a dangerous animal like that in your house and you have a two-year-old, it's just, it's like a firearm. I mean, you secure the firearm, correct? Right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, that was, uh, that was actually, that's, that last one kind of pissed me off when I was reading that one. Yeah, that's, that's really hard to read. And so now, Michael Rez, we're going to talk about the main topic of the show today. The Shakira story. <laughs> Once again. <laughs> got me excited about the Maneaters of Savo. The Maneaters of Savo was best remembered by most people as the movie The Ghost in the Darkness, right. starring Val Kilmer and Michael Douglas. Yeah, and they took the general idea of what happened, and they used, I believe they used the, the guy's real name, right? John Henry Patterson, that was Val Kilmer in the movie? Yes. And and the story is is kind of the same, but it didn't really exactly happen that way. So, of course, it's yeah, tell, yeah, tell us the story of the man-eaters of Savo. Yeah, so the, the Savo man-eaters, uh, like we said, they were a pair of man-eating male lions. Of course, they didn't have any manes, which is odd. Um, and yes, I, and I think it, that's just, just part of like a quirky part of the story. Yeah, well, this is part of a desert region of Africa. Right. And uh, typically in really hot areas, arid areas, some of the lions don't have manes, opposed to like the lions of the Serengeti that have big giant ones. Right, yeah, it's like the Kenya-Uganda area, because uh, it's the Kenya-Uganda Railway. Um, is what they were building, um, and it was the British were building it in the Savo region. But they, this was unusual, even for back then. This was uh, 1898. This was March through December of 1898. These two uh, lions were ex- exhibiting some odd behavior, even for lions. But they was it was part of the construction of a railway linking Uganda and the Indian Ocean. Uh, and in March 1998, the British started building the railway bridge over the Savo River. So at, at first, when uh, Lieutenant Colonel John Henry Patterson showed up, they were one camp of 8,000 workers. Uh, the lions started attacking very soon after Patterson arrived. But these were, it was 8,000 men or workers in a camp that stretched miles. So it's not like the lions would attack in the same spot every time. And it, would, it you could be miles away. And so Patterson was trying to trick the lions, trying to set up traps for the lions. Nothing, nothing really worked. Um, and it was months and months of him failing to try to catch these lions. And some, you know, sometimes the lions would go 10 days without attacking. So they thought they'd move on and then they'd start attacking again and they realized they'd have to try something new. So one of the things they tried, Dags, was building a wall of thorn bushes and thorn trees. Boma barriers. Yeah, around the camp. All, they, they condensed the camp down, all 8,000 workers, and then built 
these barriers and lit fires and tried to keep the place lit at night and the lions were still attacking. They would jump over the the thorn bushes and trees and they would drag people over them or they would drag people through them, which was even worse because these are thorns, like nails pretty much, and people were being torn apart, being dragged over and through it. And at one point, they have to build this bridge over the river. And so Patterson divides. He takes like 3,000 of his best workers or who was supposed to be like the Masons and the engineers, and they separate, and now they're into two camps, and the lions attack the smaller camp. And it's just like, I think Patterson was saying, it was like they were, they did that on purpose just to piss him off. You know, he started taking this personally because it's no matter where he was, that's where the lions were, and that was the camp that they would always attack. They were highly intelligent animals, and every night, no matter what they did, they would light bonfires. They had the Boma barriers. Mm-hmm. They would sneak in and drag people out of their tents at night. Right. Yeah, and he asked for help uh, from the British Army um, and the British government. And at first, they didn't, they didn't send any help to him. Um, but then they finally sent uh, someone to him to help uh, try to stop these uh, animals. But that didn't work either. Um, but in December... They finally got their first lion. Well, let's back up a little bit. Okay. They set up a trap, and the trap was kind of cool. Was the the wagon trap? Yep. Yep. So they had a wagon trap. They had about three guys in there with rifles, and they would lure the lion in there, and then they would be able to shoot it. Mm -hmm. Patterson was up in a tree overseeing it. So they get the lion in there. The door slams down, and the guys freak out. And this lion roars so loud, they go deaf from how loud this lion is roaring, this massive lion. And they're freaking out, and they just start randomly shooting. One bullet <laughs> whizzes past Patterson, and then they can't, the thing is right in front of them, and they can't hit it. Right, with five feet away, is that what the distance Five to ten was? feet away. Yeah, four guys with rifles. They can't hit it. So one of, one of the bullets randomly hits the latch <laughs> on the trap. What are the odds of that? Yeah, right. And the lion escapes. Yeah. So right away, this reminds me of Predator. <laughs> so they when they set up when they set up the net trap to oh, trap sure. the predator, yeah, goes and up, he shoots his way out. Of yeah, it. and he shoots his way out of it, <laughs> opposed to them shooting the lion out of the trap they trapped him in. Right. <laughs> but Patterson, he was an amazing man, though, wasn't he? He seemed like, uh, yeah, he was. He, he just all military and business, but but just but so intelligent. Kinda, yeah. You know, he was a hunter, and, and the way he thought, it was amazing how he was trying to outthink these lions, and the lions were coming back around and trying to outthink him. Yeah. And here's a little excerpt from his book. I, I found this interesting. On reaching the spot where the body had been devoured, a dreadful spectacle presented itself. The ground all round was covered with blood and morsels of flesh and bones, but the unfortunate Jimada's head had been left intact save for the holes made by the lion's tusks on seizing him, and lay a short distance away from the other remains, the eyes staring wide open with a startled, horrified look in them. The place was considerably cut up, and on closer examination we found that two lions had been there and had probably struggled for possession of the body. It was the most gruesome sight I had ever seen. We collected the remains as well as we could and heaped stones on them, the head with its fixed, terrified stare seeming to watch us all the time, for it we did not bury, but took back to camp for identification before the medical officer. 
Thus occurred my first experience of man-eating lions, and I vowed there and then that I would spare no pains to rid the neighborhood of the brutes. J. H. Patterson, The Man-Eaters of Savo, 1907. I definitely got to read that book. That's crazy. I think yeah. He recorded that, too? That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that'd be a good book to read. It's probably his diary, huh? It's, it's cool. I mean... Or his he, journal. Yeah, 1907. Yeah. He wrote that. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it was just failure after failure trying to trap these lions. They used so many goats that there was a story of so that spice th- trader. Yeah, so what did you think of when you saw the goats tied up? What movie? Uh, hold on, give me a second. Uh, you're going to have to tell me. Jurassic I, Park. Jurassic Park. Yes. God damn it. Yes. Yeah. Because I'm picturing the goat right I now. I just feel yeah. sorry for those damn poor goats. <laughs> just poor the bait of everything. Yes. Yeah, they need better better representation the uh so the spice trader story was the guy in the middle of the day who was gonna bring spices and and stuff to trade with the workers in the camp and as he's walking along the road one of the lions attacks but he gets his the lion gets his foot stuck or tangled up in the in the leather strap of the donkey and poor, freaks poor out. donkey yeah. yeah and he takes up the lion takes off back into the, the grass and takes the donkey with him because he He's wrapped that the strap is wrapped around the lion, and that poor donkey just gets taken with him. What did they say? They can sprint up to 50, 50 miles per hour. Yes, people don't realize that because you have these armchair warriors, and whoa, what I would have done, right? No, these yeah. things were like nine feet long, massive. They're estimating four hundred pounds. Yeah, they were so powerful. They took these poor guys, dragged them through the tents, dragged them over. The barriers, the spiked barriers. Or through the barriers in some cases. Over yeah. through, that's how powerful they are. Right. Yeah, and so they, they, it takes this donkey. The spice trader ran ran up a tree and was up there for 24 hours because that's how scared he was of this attack. I, mean, I can't imagine having a 400-pound animal within five feet of you and then taking off with your donkey attached to its foot. I mean, that would fuck me over. I mean, what the hell? The first lion, so Patterson wrote in his account that he wounded the first lion with one bullet from a high-caliber rifle. Uh, This shot struck the lion in his hind leg, uh, but it escaped, and later it returned at night and began stalking Patterson as he tried to hunt it. He shot it through the shoulder, uh, penetrating its heart uh, with a more powerful rifle, and then found it lying dead the next morning, not far from the platform that Patterson shot it from. So these lions not only... Were they smart, but they also kept coming after they were wounded because, you know, nothing's more dangerous than a wounded animal, but these lions just seemed to get more aggressive and even didn't want to give up even more after they were shot. So that was the first lion. I'm sure Patterson probably thought, well, that'll probably be the hardest kill for these two lions, but oh no, here's the second lion. So the second lion was shot up to nine times, Dag, five with the same rifle, three with the second one, and once with a third rifle. Six, finding their mark. The first shot was fired from atop of a scaffolding that Patterson had built near, the, near a goat killed by the lion. Two shots from the second rifle hit the lion 11 days later as it was stalking Patterson and trying to flee. When they found the lion the next day, Patterson shot it three more times with the same rifle, severely crippling it, and he shot, shot it three times with the third rifle, twice in the chest and once in the head, which killed it claimed it died gnawing on a fallen tree branch, still trying to reach him. 
Yeah, it was amazing. He shot it with a 303 British, which is like the standard Lee Anfield battle rifle. Mm-hmm. And he shot it with a Martini rifle. I mean, I don't think people realize how powerful those rifles are. Right. And it kept coming. It kept it would, coming after. It would fall down and get back up. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's, it's crazy. There's pictures it, on Wikipedia. Yeah, and it climbed things. after him. Yeah, can you imagine you being shot? I mean, that's some adrenaline flowing right there. Shot, shot at nine times, six of them hit you, and you're still trying to get to the guy that, that is shooting at you. I mean, the pain the animal went through must have been amazing. Right. But it overcame the pain, and it had so much blind rage. <laughs> right. I mean, that, that's what we're talking about, these two monsters. Yeah. You know, the Indians had a name for it, the ghosts, and the other group, the darkness. Yeah. You know, the one, one thought it was like demons. But I can see how they thought it because these things, no matter what they did, they would light fires. They would put those, those, uh, the thorns around and nothing stopped it. Yeah. And they kept coming. But ultimately the beasts with no name and no mane were defeated by John Henry Patterson. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this powerful episode. Could you please do us a favor and tell a friend about our podcast and wherever you enjoy podcasts, please leave a review and check out our merch. Check out all our powerful social media, Twitter at Amazing Pop Pod. We're on Instagram. Like our Facebook page. Check out our YouTube page. And until next time, you just enjoyed the Amazing Pop Culture Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Amazing Pop Culture Podcast. The Amazing Pop Culture Podcast is available everywhere fine podcasts are found. Please leave a rating and review where you listen to podcasts. Like and follow the Amazing Pop Culture Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And shop our Amazing Pop Culture merch. This has been an Amazing Pop Culture Podcast production.